All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to Average Takes. Welcome Today's back. episode, we got Josh motherfucking hater is a San Diego Padre. We're going to break down that deal. I'm super excited for that. We got the whole MLB trade deadline. We are less than 24 hours away. It ends at 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time, August 2nd. By the time this podcast is up, the deadline is done past. You know where Juan Soto is. We do not as of right now. So we're going to get to all of the trade deadline um, day one um, because obviously MLB is a straight 36 hours of chaos and it started this morning. Um, So we're going to get to all that. And then we're also going to break down a little suspension in the NFL world. And when I say little, it's because I mean definitely not the size this podcast thought so we're going to touch on that if we remember to get to it at the end if not we'll touch on that again but all right let's get into the show boys all right boys trevor roman josh hater lefty Um, has a hundred gas san diego padre what was your guys' reaction when you got that notification? I got bricked up, honestly. <laughs> no way. No way. I, mean, I was stunned when I saw that. I just came totally from left field. I did not see the Padres doing this, um, but I'm excited. I definitely no more nervous biting nails in the night. I'm just glad. Yeah, honestly, I'm just glad. You know, the trend Taylor Rogers has been on this like last month wasn't wasn't gonna look good when we needed him to look good and josh hater is proven three-time nl closer of the year which is named after trevor hoffman so (laughs) and he comes to a town who is looking to compete and i think san diego is gonna be a much better spot for him than milwaukee was um milwaukee's been in the playoffs in and out cut last his whole career probably honestly um but, I mean, they never had a Tatis. They never had a Machado. And I, I think he's going to be way more happy to be playing here. Um, I, I mean, mean, they had a Christian Yelich. One, <laughs> one time. One time. Um, but, yeah, Josh Hader, man. Padres had a problem with the closer. Uh, Rodgers had given up six saves, I believe. Boom, six saves. Um. And it was a stretch of games, you know. Three weeks we, we talked about last season, Mark Melanson and his struggles, how they weren't struggles, but it was just scary. Every outing, it seemed to get scarier. That's what all of a sudden this month felt like last year, but times 10. It was like every game there was a guy on second, and then all of a sudden there was the next game, guy on third, and then blown save, and then he couldn't get – back-to-back games it was just not getting good this last like two weeks especially you know he blows the save versus tigers and that was just heartbreaking um that was a game we should have had we needed to win that game i mean we're 10 plus games out once you're up past the 10 mark doesn't matter because that's so many goddamn games every game matters 
especially every game matters like times two at this point because the Dodgers don't lose games and they don't have Walker Bueller. They don't have like half of their guys. So every game matters. This was a huge deal. Josh Hader, his numbers are inflated this year. Obviously, he has a 4-2-4 ERA, 34 innings. But excluding his one, two hiccups, um, he doesn't even pitch an inning. It gives up nine runs, two different games, back-to-back games. He has a 1-8-7 ERA in 33 and a third innings. So at the end of the day, Josh Hader has been a top closer for the last couple years. This was a move that the Padres had to make, and they paid the price. I'm not going to say it wasn't cheap because this was a great deal. The Brewers made a good move. They feel good about Devin Williams over there and his airbender changeup, which I do too because he's obviously just as dirty as Josh, and the Brewers obviously think that. And they were happy moving on. You know, Josh Hader's going into his last season under arbitration next year. His contract's only going up. He's making $11 million this year. They're saying upwards to fifteen next year. It's definitely a move, but the Padres made a good one. We got, got rid of Taylor Rogers, Denelson Lamette. I want to touch on Lamette a little bit. Even though he's been ass this year, like straight. <laughs> Terrible chokes me up, really does. Because 2020, he was so good, bro. Like, he was top five Cy Young. His slider was so dirty. Don and Mud were talking about it today. Like, they're going to miss him. I'm going to miss him because he grew in our system. He had Tommy John uh, once for us. I think if he just would have done what Mike Clev did and had Tommy John. He probably would be just as dirty, but he tried fighting it. Didn't want to go Tommy John again. Because I think that would have been his third, technically. I think he had one really early. I'm not too sure. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Did he just keep getting Tommy John surgery? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. As many, they'll take as many ligaments as they can find. That's crazy. But, yeah. Um, do we have any more comments on this? He He didn't show up to today's game, but he will be there tomorrow. He's on the PJ traveling. Absolutely. Um, if you're listening Excited. to this podcast and it's the ninth inning, could be in for the Padres already uh, handling the Rockies right now. But I really like that move. There's a lot more moves to be made because with that trade, I was getting to the bottom of it. Um, it was Rogers, Lamette. We also gave up Esturi Ruiz. He's a young prospect for the Padres who just came up about a month ago. Is that what we think? A month ago? Mm-hmm. And actually, Last time we played the Rockies. Last time we played the Rockies, and he had a really good series. He'd been playing pretty good for us coming in defensively. He had, he's quick, Got good it. with the glove, could play multiple outfield positions. I think that was a huge piece in this deal, and I do think he's going to be a solid everyday major leaguer at some point in his career. He's super young. Um, and Brewers, I mean, we've done deals with them before. They know how to find talent. We know how to find talent. And it's just making a trade that works both sides. I mean, Padres got a veteran all-star closer, closer of the year, like Trevor said. We gave up some good guys. Then we have uh, also gave up um, 
I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Do you Gasser. Gasser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robert Gasser. Robert Gasser, left-handed young prospect in the Padres system. Um, you know, that's one of the names that we'll find out in the future if the Padres mess up or not. He's too young, too raw to really determine this early. But it was a prospect Brewers went and asked for, got it done. Um, I, I don't know what what else to mention on him. Um, it could be like a tie France or something like son of a <laughs> bitch. Preller. One day, like Padre, the MLB is full of Padres projects. Yeah, like, that name is going to be one of them. Yeah, it could be one day, but I think that move was cheap for Hater in my eyes. I really thought yeah, I think too. Josh Hader would be worth so much more, especially with the career, the numbers. I mean, he's played in a hitter's ballpark in Milwaukee forever. He's going to go to Petco, you know, the air's thick, blown in. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be nice. I, I think he's, his numbers are going to change <clears throat> dramatically. Yeah. If you you minus those nine runs, then yeah, I think like exactly what you said that fluke nine runs and this little stretch that he had of bad baseball really sold them or sold yeah. the Padres for a low price. Definitely. Yeah. And then, like like you were saying earlier, you touched on it. Um, all these games matter now. Like yeah. we're in the second half of baseball. We are truly in the dog days of summer now, and. I am much comfortable watching Josh Hader run out in the ninth inning than I am Taylor Rogers. So yeah, no more fingernail biting for us. Another long haired pitcher coming to San Diego, ready to shine. Dog the hair. This it team, is. they this they team are rocking the it. I love they, it. They rock it, dog. And I can't wait for them to just October let everything go. Beards start coming out. Oh, the hairs yeah. are all long. Yeah, because um, that's just baseball shaved. right Manea there. Just shaved. He's about to grow that sucker in the next couple months. Um, he looks so weird. Just a quick comment. Sorry, he looks yeah, so weird without shaved. the stash, without everything. He was clean shaved the whole face. And yeah, I, was like, I know. Wow. <laughs> Mud called it a prospect stunned. look. I was yeah. like, I'm dying. I'm dead. That was his military face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for the Navy Sunday, clean shaven. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about the Padres, Tatis had live swings today. Seems like he's gonna have a rehab stint. Um, yeah, honestly, feels like he was never fucking hurt this whole time. Uh, Everything I get the tingle down under <laughs> your belly, huh, Trevor? Every time I hear what he's doing, oh, he dropped seven home runs in BP the other day. Bob Melvin today, was joking around that he was gonna start him. Yeah, today Bob Melvin's like he took live at bats, first first at bat home or uh, single, second at bat home run. Um, seems like he's been fine this whole time. I don't know why he was out for eight fucking months. Well, he had surgery, Trevor. Now he's fine, obviously. But I do feel the same way you do now. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, we're getting a top fucking prospect in the entire MLB, Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, he's still a goddamn kid. He's still going to make mistakes. He's still going to have errors. I do not care. I need the flair. I need the bat. I need him, the pimp jobs, all the above, the swinging fryer. It's the swinging Tatis. Just let the kids swing away. Yeah. Keep this IL stint short. Let him come DH for a while. Haas is hurt, so we got some room to flex the DH first base outfield for Will. We got room right now. 
And I think him uh, waiting so long to come back is good. He obviously is coming back 100% feeling better than ever. And I way would rather have him come back feeling like that than him 80% struggling, hurt himself even more. So I feel like that's what the Padres wanted too. Just chill. Yeah, and it honestly seems like Nietzsche will come get you. When he gets hurt, like he doesn't know how to play through injuries at the moment in his career. He's wild. Yeah, he just wants to play. So once he can maybe like adjust with that, like obviously the talent that he has is amazing and he's going to improve our team, but. We just need him on the field. We literally just need him on the field. And he's like one of those, one of those show lions. That's just a little too young has like too much flair. Just wants to, (laughs) wants to play wants to roll around, wants to claw and scratch at you. Like it needs to be tamed. It needs to like control its emotions. He needs to play with as much flair, but he needs to be able to control it. And I think that's going to come with his years, obviously, and a person next to him that had different different style of like flair and energy in Manny Machado, but still the same thing he had to learn, come deep down and become a grown adult major league player, you know, and Manny had obstacles. He had hatred and was fighting people and had to overcome those obstacles. He was like deemed the most hated player in baseball still get some hate, but he has grown through that. He's grown to love it, grown to know that they hate you for a reason. Like no, you don't, they don't boo nobodies. Yeah. They don't, they don't boo nobodies. They know your name. They're going to boo it for a reason. Like they are going to let every average Joe just walk up and just bat. Yeah. If you're our, playing against us in our division or anywhere and you are very good, you're going to get booed. Tatis gets booed. He needs to learn how to play with all of his energy and not go for a hundred thousand percent and get hurt. You know, that's what we're used to or he's used to. Um, It's time to just play baseball. And I think that's Bo Mel's going to need to teach him that too, but I'm excited. Um, Obviously, Bo uh, Bo Mel was excited, like you guys said. Said I was thinking about writing him in the lineup today. You he know, ready. like he was ready to jump. Um, and the Padres had a AAA pitcher who flew out to throw him live BP, where there was no net. It was live, and he was putting him over the fence. So I know they feel good about it. I I'm really hoping that IL stint is short, three games max, and let's get him back in the bigs get it rolling but let's get back pitcher, to the let's get back to the trade deadline you got any last comments if you're that pitcher are you excited for him to hit home runs off you or are you kind of pissed i think you're excited uh, you get a call <laughs> you get a call like hey i need you to come pitch to tatis and you go there and he's just fucking raking off you <laughs> and i i think you you let him rake off you build his you confidence rake off you but then you're never gonna get the call to come hey i need no to no you just a real game <laughs> you just tell them after Hey, I was taking it easy on you. I know you're injured. Oh, okay. I know you're rehabbing. Okay. I didn't want to give you my my Please my good case. stuff. All yeah, right. makes sense. And I think that's. I'm ready for him. Don't care. Don't care. Love it. Bring on Tatis. Bring Tatis. Um, for the 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 de- other deadline moves that we've been seeing across the league. You know, the Mancini move. He's his name's been. Toss around here and there. He goes up to the Astros. 
Baltimore's heart and soul is gone after all that he went through in Baltimore. Like it's super sad to see him go, but I feel bad at least he the Ash, yeah the Astros are in a spot where they're ready to compete, and they definitely surprised me more this year than they like than I thought they were gonna do. And he's definitely gonna be in the playoffs now. You know, absolutely. Orioles, there was. They but made I mean, a lot Orioles of noise. Had a chance, bro. They're like three games at a wild card. They're yeah, playing no. their best baseball for a while. I I just feel bad for Oriole fans. They they just sent their best player away. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, Mancini's been in trade talks for a couple years now, and I think they finally waited and waited and waited. Um, and they. I mean, they thought he was going to grow into maybe more potential where they could get more, but I think he's plateaued and I don't want to take anything away from him because he's a cancer survivor. And I think he's an awesome fucking player and that shit's unreal to come back from. But I think this was a good time to move him. Um, You obviously are a team that is borderline playing, but I mean, there's still a long time. There's two months left of baseball guys. Yeah. For the Orioles to really sit down and think, like, what's best for their team and to make this move. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's a free agent at the end of the year. Um, Yes, he is the heart and soul, but you make this move. Astros, this is a a great move for the Astros. Um, He's a great hitter, can play outfield, first base, DH, um, and he's a great leader. You know, Adelie Rutschman came out and said, like, this was a captain of their team, like a great leader inside the clubhouse on the field, show them the fans and everything. Like, so this is definitely a move that you don't want to make. And maybe this is one of those moves that you go and sign them as a free agent. You trade them. Now you tell them, Hey, we're going to flip you, make some prospects come November when it's free agency. We'll see where you're at. We'll yeah. Don't sell the house. You know that's what they're yeah. saying, basically. Okay. Don't sense. sell the house. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. We still uh, love you, but we're trying to make this team better. I yeah. think that would be a story in maybe two years when the Orioles are kind of clawing their way back into relevance. Um. But Mancini goes to Astros. I like that move from the Astros standpoint. And that was a three-team trade. Um. Jose Siri goes to the Rays in which, I mean, Rays have been upgrading. They add Jose Siri. They added um, David Peralta from the Diamondbacks a couple days ago. That was a move that we didn't get to talk about in the last podcast because I think it happened like immediately after, like when I was laying in bed. But that's a move that I think the Rays need to make. I think they need to add hitters to this team. I think they also need to add another pitcher. So I don't think the Rays are done. They have a lot of prospects to move. They are loaded in the system. And I know they like to say like that. So maybe they don't make any move and just hope um, guys come back healthy and they just play better baseball, I guess, second half. But I think they should. They need to add one more move um, besides those two. Yeah, and then going back to the Astros, they also added Christian Vasquez from the Red Sox. And funny they enough, knew. they're playing they each knew. other this like today. So all he really he did was walk, grab his shit over. and walk over. Didn't need to hop on a PJ or nothing like that. Did you see what JD Martinez said? Yeah. He JD Martinez uh was talking to the press about this trade, and they go, Well, or he said, What's real funny is is that 
we just sat in a meeting in a hitters meeting and gave our full approach to the Astros like pitchers in the bullpen. And then he gets traded during BP before the game after that meeting. So now Astros catcher knows their entire game plan. and could go right into the, the Astros team and yeah. go, Hey guys, here's the game plan. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> well, or or if he starts tomorrow, he knows how they want to like attack like the pitchers. Yeah. So oh, I'm the, the catcher. All I'm the, the catcher. I get to call the pitches. Yeah. Right. Fuck you. <laughs> Exactly. All of the above. Like, this is a crazy move. Astros upgraded their team, right, so far. And I saw a tweet saying their GM said they're not done. So um, they were talking about moving some of their starters for other flexible pieces. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I'm interested. The Astros have been a really good team over the last couple of years. And losing Correa, people thought they were not going to be as good. They're still good. Everyone thought the angels were going to be that dog but they're not astros running that division away again dusty and making great moves yeah dusty's being dusty leading teams to the playoffs i mean the astros have been in what one they won one world series but have been three they've been in three of them they lost two one versus the red sox one versus um last year versus the braves so i mean they're a good team, and they continue to get better. Speaking of good teams continuing to get better, uh, do we mention the Braves adding oh some of these low-key guys? I mean, we talked about the Braves a little bit with the Astros trading Will Smith and – oh, I don't know if we talked about it, actually. Will Smith and um, – Robert Grossman? No, it, it's just uh, Jake Odorizzi, sorry. Will Smith and Jake Odorizzi got swapped. So I think the Astros won that move because they added a lefty bullpen arm, and I think that's a great piece for them. Um, and Odorizzi hasn't been, I don't think, that good for the Astros. So I don't know really what the Braves are doing, um, but I guess he's been solid his last start. So he hasn't been Probably too- not. I don't know. That it, that was just kind of – it was a major leaguer for a major leaguer, one for one. Um, but I think the Astros picked up the better piece in that deal. Yeah, probably. Um, but, Roman, you touched on Grossman. Grossman <clears throat> goes to the Braves. Yeah. That's, you were talking about their additions, not – Oh. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Grossman going to the Braves. I, I wanted him a lot last year, and I know a lot of teams also did. He was had like 20 bombs and 20 stolen bases last year. Um, put average aside, that's a great year. Yeah. Don't care what the average is. You you hit 20 bombs, still 20 bags. It's a great year playing baseball for anybody. So major leaguer. I know he wasn't having the best season this year, but that's a great bench piece for the Braves. And that is just like a move they made last year. You know, Eddie Rosario was last year. Um, that helped them win the World Series, and this is one of those moves. Point blank, period. Point blank Definitely. Period. Um, the Yankees get Frankie Montes and Louis Trevino. Um, so basically the, the whole A's team. Yeah, the, the Yankees get the rest of the A's. So the A's are basically a triple A team. Um, but the Yankees make the move, you know. This is the move they needed 
to make. I know everyone wanted them to get Luis Castillo from the Reds, but the Reds got a big prospect haul from the Mariners. I think the Yankees gave up less to get Montas and Trevino. They gave really? up one top five prospect in their system. Mariners gave up like the two, four, and seven or something like that. Yeah, but the Mariners GM has been a little bit known to be like aggressive like that. And I mean, I don't want to like be so harsh on him because the Mariners haven't made the playoffs in like 20 years. So, yeah, I understand he's going to go buy a major league caliber starter who is going to be better than stats show because that red stadium is as small as the Yankees and you could just boop homers out of it going to the um, Mariner stadium, totally different. It's way bigger, different atmosphere. And I think he's, he's going to be better pitcher. It's a new team, a lot of old teammates too. So he has guys he could connect with and has past relationships with. So he's going to be comfortable and what major leaguers say is comfortability makes you better. Like, you know, just being around people who you like and understand and know um, makes you comfortable. Like, just like Trace Thompson. Padres had him. Tigers had him. Dude. Didn't do nothing. Dodgers get him back. He's an all-star. What the hell? Yeah, he's going to be a second-half all-star, basically, Uh He's been raking for the Dodgers, so it's comfortability. He played for them for a long time, knows the system, knows the players. Comfortable. I mean, Annie's a Thompson, so. Comfortable. I mean. His brother's, his brother's pretty good at shooting threes. That's damn. <laughs> um, speaking of Braves, last thing. They signed Austin Riley to a 10-year contract extension, Trevor. Here the third baseman. How are the Braves so good at finessing players out of money? Yeah, I don't know. Because this was a deal that I looked at and went, wow. They did it early, got it done with, and they got the cheap side of it. Yeah, they did did that with uh, Ozzy Albies, I think. Albies, Um, you know, I feel like... like Alonso Matt Olson makes or, makes the most money on the team, like yeah, uh, yearly. <laughs> I feel like he his deal wasn't even that big either for the years he was coming off with the A's. Yeah, and but like they, did they give Acuna a deal. Um, I know they did, but I'm pretty sure it was actually nice for the time. I don't know if it's nice looking back on it now. <laughs> it was back then. <laughs> It was at the time he signed an eight-year, a hundred million dollar contract. Cunha did, and yeah, nineteen through twenty-six, twenty-seven and twenty-eight <laughs> option. The the Braves are out here robbing these baseball players. That's wild. Nobody on the Braves is, is uh, represented by Scott Boris. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, bro. Like, they know how to draft them. You're Scott Boris agent. Yo, we're staying we're clear. S- we're sending you away, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, because their players are just signing these mediocre deals and they're being able to pay everybody. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, good for them, but the players are getting screwed. I know Albies has the worst deal that, like, he got the freaking young thug deal, dog. I signed the worst deal in the world. What is it? It's like eight years for like 
80 million, maybe. million or something. Dog. Like it was, it was, it's so bad. Uh, let me just pull it up. 10 years is way too long for any contract. Seven years, 35 million. <laughs> Dude, that's what I was saying. I, I lowballed it a little bit, but seven years, 35 million. I highballed it a lot. I thought yeah. it was worth at least 10 million a year. Nope. Nope. Oh, Five million. Yeah, bro. Like, legit. The Braves are screwing these guys. Like, if I'm them, I'm walking up to the GMB and contract extension, Doc. We got to rework this deal. I signed the worst deal in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're like, sorry, buddy, you're stuck. You signed it. Yeah, you signed it, buddy. I mean, no no wonder Freddie didn't get the deal done. I know. Braves pockets are stingy. Stingy. (laughs) They offered him. Contract extensions. I don't know if we've talked about Java Cup Joe yet. Talked about him a little bit last week when the deal was kind of – it was floated. Oh, that's the was perfect reported. deal. If I'm him, I'm 100% taking that deal. Well, years, it helps. It helps the Padres out a lot. That's helps the helps the Padres out a lot because he took a discount for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's worth more than just 20 million a year. I'm yeah. pretty sure you Darvish is 26 or something like that. He took a discount to get here too, and then here taking a little bit of a discount again. Well, he didn't have a say how he got here. We traded for him. But he definitely took a deal staying here. And I know his deal reported earlier in the year was like 11 years, $11 million. But this five years, $100 million, perfect, set in stone. Um, We'll talk a contract again at the end. But you get $20 million a year and you get to stay home. You get to live at home, play in the ballpark you loved as a child. Yeah, and you touched on comfortability. He's exactly showing you what comfortability does to a player. Um, you get to see his parents every day, you know, drive up to Alpine, maybe grab a coffee from his, his family shop, his mom's shop. His sister brings cookies to all the Padres, like, coaches and announcers and staff like team they always really? the cookies Teresa yeah she gives them cookies every start every start Java Joe start you get a batch of cookies damn right hell yeah and yeah. Get five more years of that yeah. everyone's, everyone's hype. Years of cookies babies let's go let's. yeah um yeah it was a great deal for the Padres that beautiful deal perfect I mean I wouldn't want him for any less anymore. Like it helps us out so much. Perfect deal. Yeah. And we can honestly like going into last year, I would say you Darvis was our best pitcher. Joe Musgrove is obviously in my opinion has over like overthrown him. He is our ace now, Joe Musgrove. Um, And you're paying him like less money than what you Darvis was making. You Darvis's contracts off the books at the end of the year. So we're kind of a, pick you up, place you here. Like, that's kind of how it's going to work. But, I mean, the Padres can make some more moves, and this trade deadline is not over yet. Not about, over yet. I don't the know. The big fish hasn't fallen yet, so. 17 hours, 16 hours left? A big calls fish has a lot of phone calls happening. Right and uh, we'll see. Right, right after the game ends, boom, trade happens. A um, couple more guys we got to touch on before 
we get out of here. Um, we mentioned the Yankees trading for Frankie Montas. They also add Scott Efros from the Cubs. And Efros is kind of an interesting name. I hadn't really heard of him until I came through a couple of TikToks, like MLB trade guys who go deep into the deep, deepest, darkest secrets of MLB. And they show me this guy's numbers, and he's actually have a pretty solid um, campaign with the Cubs. Over the last 58 innings as a big leaguer, he has a 2-9-1, and he's only 28. It's a good name for the Yankees. I'm pretty sure he's a little bit of a, like a side armor kind of deal, but it's a good name for the Yankees to pick up for that bullpen. Um, we also talked about the Red Sox, but I don't Thank think you. we touched on Tommy Pham. So the Red Sox have been trading guys away. We talked about trading their catcher, and they also traded another arm for a guy who'd been caught public masturbating so that's <laughs> um but the red sox trade for tommy fam from the rays or the reds i mean sorry i he was on the Rays. yeah uh, that, my bad makes a flashback um i'm a little interested on this because tommy fam hasn't been great recently well like the tommy last fam- like, month he's been ass cheeks yeah and honestly to me once you fight someone over fantasy football, like you're, you're, you're dead. You're done. You're dead. Your career's <laughs> over. Well, the the Red Sox traded for a guy who publicly masturbated in front of a Dollar Tree, and then also traded for a guy who slapped another major league player during batting practice. So, Red Sox win officially day one deadline. Yep, sounds just like their fans. I think they're gonna love them, both of them. I do too. Great. It's a great connection. Tommy Pham in that ballpark. Um, going back in that division. Played for the Rays. Obviously knows those teams. Um, hey, we'll see. I don't know what the Red Sox are thinking. Like, what What does this help you? They're not even rebuilding. They're just tanking. I, I have no idea what the Red Sox are doing. Yeah, it, makes sure, it does make sense they're tanking because they traded Hunter Renfro this offseason for Jackie Bradley Jr., Renfro just fucking destroyed them the last series, including a four for four day. Had a couple dongs versus them in the series. He showed them why the fuck did you trade me? I just had a good ass year. You trade me for Jackie Riley Jr. Yeah. Guy who doesn't even hit <laughs> a defensive replacement in like the ninth inning. <laughs> Over a starting outfielder who has a cannon of an arm, he's not even a DH. He's a starting outfielder. Like I don't, I don't even understand that move. But um, I don't understand what the Red Sox are doing trading for Tommy Pham. What, what does that, what hole does that fill? Are they going to make more moves? Are you no. trade for Dugo? I hope they're done. Just, just can, that's it. Yeah, Tommy Pham. Makes no sense. Um, Tommy Pham, he was perfect on the Reds. Is that they're gonna cut Jackie Bradley Jr.? Didn't he? Didn't wait? Hold on. Didn't Tommy Pham say he picked the Reds so he can boost his offensive numbers? Uh, yeah. Did he really? (laughs) Yeah, that's what he said. I think if I'm being just like taking a look, 
I think his offense numbers are lower than he was when he was on the Padres. I believe it's so. just be me. But you could be on to something there. Tommy Pham selfish. Always getting yeah, I really don't think the Padres were trying to resign him though, even though he said there are people in that organization that still like him. <laughs> I don't know. He's, He's a point four on the year. Three four 340 ABs. He has 81 hits, 11 bombs, batting at 238. Basically, I mean, better than the last couple years. <laughs> I'm not yeah, going to lie. Not what he was talking about, though. Not, uh, yeah, not what he was talking. <laughs> he was talking. That's definitely <laughs> not true. Um, but I think that we touched on most of everything for the day one. Um, trades. Oh, Cardinals get their starter. They were talking about they need starting pitching. All their fans, when they announced that the Cardinals were in the race for Soto, they were like, Why are we in Soto? We need pitching. Like, Soto, yeah, all our prospects are gone. We don't have pitching. Well, you just traded for them. Um, I don't know much, much of their system. I don't know if it was a big deal or not. I mean, Jose Quintana has got a half year left. He's and he's pretty old. And like I don't, I don't think this affects. He hasn't been good in three years. He, yeah, he's having a great year in Pittsburgh, but in a, once again, rare in division trade, which I think is always rare. And in, in division trade is very rare, and they they get it done. Um, who else? I'm gonna try to think of a couple of names that I think are gonna move tomorrow. Uh, obviously Juan Soto. It's a big name we're keeping eyes on, we're keeping tabs on. Um, yep, 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 yep. Um, I'm seeing Noah Syndergaard's name out there a lot. Would like to see what Entire teams give up for him. Roster. Diamondbacks roster. I've heard Rendon and Jock on the Giants are uh, looking to get moving. From the Giants' perspective, like how they are right now, that makes a lot of sense. Garrett Cooper of the Marlins. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then obviously Josh Bell, my boy. I think he's gonna get moved. Um, there's no point in them keeping him. He's a half year left and he's absolutely raking this year. So it would be devastating for him as a player to stay in that franchise. He deserves to go. I mean, he was on the fucking Pittsburgh Pirates for a couple of years and then Nationals for a couple of years. He deserves to go play for a contender. God damn it. Yeah, I know. Like, for real, he's a first baseman who could play the outfield, both corners, can DH, who's been raking. Somebody go get this man. Yes. If the Red Sox don't want to get JD, or don't want to give up JD, I think this is Josh Bell is a guy the Mets can target for a DH role. I think that's definitely a solid team. Um I know they don't really want to move much. I know they were checking in on JD and Red Sox originally said they wanted a top prospect and a solid major leaguer. Oh, what the? This team would be greedy, I swear. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because I heard that um, just some Twitter guys were like throwing deals out there and then they said Dom Smith and Mark um, 
Vientos. Yeah, Vientos. There you go. Mets prospect. I saw that get thrown out there. So I don't know. We'll see if the Mets are actually really trying to buy or sell. I haven't really heard their name much. So we'll see. I think they still need to make a move. I think the Braves are making the little moves like they did last year just to build that little sneaky team. Yeah. We'll see. I love I love the buyers in this the deadline. So I love seeing teams. Juan Soto's a Padre tomorrow. Who do you think it'll be for? Um, if Juan Soto's a Padre tomorrow. Anyone you can think, think of. Who do you think will not be on our team? Mackenzie Gore, Gore Hassel, Abrams, CJ Abrams, um, James Wood. Wood. And then probably and maybe Grisham. Um I don't know you about don't think Grisham. I think they want Bill or no. Will Myers is in no. that deal. I think Eric Hosmer is a Padre for life. Will Myers is cost too much money for like a, a rebuilding team to just want to take on half his contract, honestly. Um I think Jerick's in is in this. No. No. I think I really Rick has proved himself to be I'm a key chip in this system right now. You're keeping me. Yeah, no, I think he's a key player on this team right now. The way he's been and he's been hitting and fielding. He has three bombs, three consecutive days. It's going to be a lot of prospects, and it's up to the Nationals. You know, they're going to pick what deal suits them best. Um, Dodgers, Cardinals, Padres, man. If it's not the Padres, I hope it's the Cardinals because God fucking damn it. It better not be the damn Dodgers, dude. It better not be. But I know that they see the Yankees upgrade, and they're not looking at the Padres. They're looking at the other teams in the league. They're going, we got to get better. But I still think they need to get better pitching-wise, so I don't think they end up making this move. I mean, they have so to give up a lot, too. A Padre? They have to give up a lot. I do think the Padres have the best deal to give. And they also, I think, I don't think Preller's going to stop. I don't, I think when it all comes down to it and the Nationals go, hey, are you going to, are you going to give them? Are you going to toss James Woods in it? Are you going to toss Jackson Merle in it? I think Preller just says yes. Yes, yes, yes. At, yes, yes, at yes, the yes. end, just, what's yeah. it? What's what does it got to do? Like, what do we got to do to get it done? Um, that's what I'm hoping. At least, I mean, I did not see Josh Hader coming. I'm hyped for that. If it's not Soto, we need we still need help. I mean, I if we get Ian Happ, we have to get Wilson Contreras. Need both. Can't just do one. I just want anyone but Joey Gallo. Anybody? No. Bowie Ballo. Staying like away from Bowie Ballo. How did he just say his name? How did you just say his name on this podcast, really Oh, my bad. I meant, now, I meant now it's little happening. bitch. I meant little no, bitch. No, now it's happening because you said his name. My bad. I am cursed like that, so I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> yeah. we, we decided on keeping that name a secret because we didn't want Preller getting any word from us because he's now an active listener. And we just cut that part out. Let's just bleep it out. Can we bleep this part? You put I, it into I, existence. I don't know if I can. There. I don't know. You said Bowie Ballo's real name. And you slid right through it like if you didn't say it. Yeah, Preller's going to go, oh, I, didn't. I forgot about Bowie Ballo. He, he's hitting rewind on the, on the YouTube right now. He's like, what did this guy just say? What did he just say? Wait a second. 
I forgot about him. Let's All right, well, him. before he's available, yeah. <laughs> All right, before we get too deep on the Bowie Ballow again, um, let's talk about this little NFL suspendee. When I mean little, oh, should I read that tweet off? Oh, damn, I can't find it. It was yeah. little, yeah. And, um, um, I know what tweet you're talking about, Roman. Yes, Hold on, let me see if I can find but Deshaun Watson has been the talk. Of the last two years. I'm going to read this off to you guys. And I want the viewers to respond in the comments what you think about (laughs) it. All right. Deshaun Watson, six games and had a total of $340,000 in fines. A good friend of Trevor's, Trevor Bauer, 324 games and a total of $64 million. Did he in five. Good end of Trevor, <laughs> Trevor Power. <laughs> but I mean, just let me know how you guys feel in the comments about that. That is a wide difference uh, in suspensions and fines between both leagues. And well, yeah, I mean, it's just wild. Deshaun Watson had 28, 29, 30 cases. And they all got closed out out of court, out of pocket, whatever you want to call it. Man gets six games. Trevor Bauer had one case, go to court, get settled. Two whole seasons. Wild. Wild. I mean, you look at the spectrum. Way to make a statement, NFL. Way to make a statement that you don't want any of this shit in your league. The NFL is going to suspend a man who spent $1,200, $1,500 gambling. Calvin Ridley, one year suspension. A whole sh- season. Yes, I still think suspending Josh Gordon for smoking some weed for a whole year indefinitely is worse than six games for Deshaun Watson. And then, you'll, and then you see these Browns fans. Actually... He was suspended 23 games. People don't forget about last year. And they talk like that, too, because they're all <laughs> pussies. <laughs> um, no, I I think this sucks. I mean, He's the man had 30 cases. He should have got a case a game. Something fishy's going on here. Yeah, NFL's At least the whole year. Yeah, the bro. Browns expected the whole year. They're like, six games? We're winning. We're winning the Super Bowl. And the NFL gave the Browns the six easiest games to start the year. Of course, they, they knew did. what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. It all fell under their plan. Yeah, I I was reading everyone going crazy, going the Browns are going to start the season four and two and get Deshaun Watson. Watch. Yeah, right. Not with Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> <laughs> Might be two and four, then get Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I hope they're one and five. Because Sean's going to choke. I don't know, man. I, I just don't think that's right. I don't think he... You know what's going to happen? I think the Browns are going to do the same thing the Texans did. Personally, get him room so he can get massages to keep him happy. Because he's their franchise now. Did you get a phone call for to be a masseuse or something? For me? <laughs> Do you got plans this football season? <laughs> I promise you, Deshaun don't want me. Going, 
Shonda want me coming up there. <laughs> I'll give him a couple elbows to the side, maybe a couple in the face. Sean says he likes rough hands. <laughs> <laughs> you are talking the right. You are talking the right person. Then. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm surprised you haven't got the call yet. <laughs> he knows what I would do to him. That's why. <laughs> but for the right dollar, he knows what you can do. Yeah, I'm going to need about $200 million. All Shitty needs is to fly out. <laughs> All Shitty needs is a Steelers-Brown game. <laughs> Steelers-Brown game. In fucking Steel Curtain. And Kenny's all where is the massage at in? What floor? I might bring some illegal stuff, substances with me and maybe get them caught for PEDs or something. <laughs> That'd still, be a smart move right there. Still, you get less than six games for that. <laughs> You're just trying to build up his case to get more games. Doesn't work. They, they find him for less. They're like, actually, we got him for too hard. Yeah, two games. No. <laughs> two games. Actually, we're, we're suing the massage company. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This has been the Irish Ace Podcast. Hope you liked. I hope you commented. I hope you subscribed. Absolutely. Um, I hope you stay tuned for day two and the final trade deadline post that we're going to make of the goddamn season um, until NFL is right around the corner. And vibes but, might change from this part one to part two. Yeah, the vibes might Depending change. Today, we Josh Hader. Tomorrow, we don't know yet. We could have Bowie Ballo. Yeah, we could. <laughs> if we have Bowie Ballo, tomorrow <laughs> might be the final episode of Average Hates. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we get Bowie Ballo, I think Bob's going to have to do a solo show. Yeah. <laughs> and just name him Bowie Ballo until he hits a bomb. Golly. Yeah, I guess. All right. Nothing wrong with being average. Me Fuck and you, Billy. Me and Shani are going to give you the updated deadline part two. So stay tuned to this episode, the back half of this episode. We are hitting you right now. It's going to be halftime. And here is our sponsors.